Changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by the Macarius Church headquarters. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down to earth teachings as taught at the Macarius Church headquarters. I am listening, I am waiting, speak to me. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord one more time. Even if you are joining by Facebook or YouTube, clap for Jesus where you are. It's important to participate in all the instructions that are given. What a blessing. God bless you. You may be seated. Good to see you too. What a blessing. Well, today we are blessed to have a visitor in the house. It's a blessing to have visitors, isn't it? They add a lot of spice and blessings to everything that we do. And today we have one of the board members of Healing Jesus campaign here with us with his wife. And they are coming all the way from Rwanda. Is it Rwandan or Rwandese? Is it how do you call yourselves? Rwandan or Rwandese? Rwandan, okay. Have you seen a Rwandan before? Have you met a Rwandan before? And I think I'm told that at least what we know is Kigali is the nicest city in Africa. Is that not so? It's the nicest city. You you only know South Africa or maybe Kenya or somewhere, but there is also a place called Kigali in Rwanda where there are Rwandans clap for Jesus some of you you, you will behave as though there are, only two count- there are only two cities in the world London and New York or two countries Lan- uh, uh, London which country is it <laughs> is it UK or England uh, England, so London is in England, in the UK. And UK is what? Uh, England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Only four countries. And their mouth is big like this. Great Britain. <laughs> and from that tiny corner, they have colonized many people, including us. But there is also Rwanda, one of the very cosmopolitan state of the arts. <laughs> you know, when I was sitting there, he was telling me that he was listening to a message. I was giving a testimony on how 
I was transferred without instruments. Yes, but with crisp sound. So he says, this is crisp sound. (laughs) Hallelujah. And we thank God for bringing us to this ultra-modern, cosmopolitan, state-of-the-art, futuristic, multifaceted, and avant-garde church. So, we are blessed to have with us today um, an apostle from the Light Gate Church in Kigali, Rwanda. Bishop Roland Kuranga makes his home there with his lovely wife Rebecca and I believe that today they are going to be a blessing to you and to me. Uh, we had a very powerful conference during the week, the How I, be- I Came to Be Anointed conference and they came down for that conference but on their way back they decided to we have invited them to come and be a part of the service and leave a spiritual deposit here so ladies and gentlemen we thank God for giving us such a great servant of his from another our brother from another country when I see his face I I, I remember my youthful days it looks like when I was younger so ladies and gentlemen let's welcome our bishop Roland and his wife to come Canary Yellow. So I thought that she had joined the pastoral team of the house. Please put your hands together again for them. God bless you. Welcome to our beautiful church. Welcome to our beautiful country. Somebody lift up your hands up in the air. Give Jesus an awesome hand clap. He is worthy. He is worthy. Glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Now keep those hands in the air if you don't mind. Father, we thank you for who you are and for what you have done. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. We are here because of your mercy and because of your grace. We dedicate this moment into your hands, precious Holy Spirit, that you guide us, minister to our hearts, transform our lives eternally for the glory of your name. Thank you for the anointing and the presence that is in this house. May we, let it be less of us, let it be more of you this morning. We thank you for your love. Thank you, Jesus. 
Blessed be God. Shalama yalama katalama shandalama katelele kusaprahadash. Lerererere yalama sandelele bo shandalama kate. Zelelele bo shandana mantele kurani nana manilalama. Orialamra shekeriniele montelina shetelina. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy. Holy. Are you Lord God? Are you Lord God? Oh my Worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. Yes, Lord. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy. You are holy. Holy. Are you Lord God? Are you Lord God? Oh, God. Why is the Lamb? Yes, Lord. Why is One more time. You are. You are holy. your holy name you alone are worthy the ascent of days the rock of ages Jesus the son of almighty God what an awesome God you are we thank you for loving us for choosing us for calling us for giving your life to us we lift up your name. We exalt you high. You are high above, far above dominions and powers and authorities. Anything that is and all that will be. You are wonderful, Jesus. Wonderful, Jesus. Wonderful, Jesus. <laughs> On the hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame Thank you, Lord. And the best, yes, Lord. For a sinner was slain, and I'll cherish, I'll cherish the Alagadesh, 
to Jesus as you take your seat in the awesome presence of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, I want to um, ask, uh, invite my wife to say a few words, uh, greetings. Uh, let's uh, welcome Pastor Rebecca to say hello. Praise Jesus, church. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It is an honor and a blessing to stand before this such great gathering of the saints. And I'm so happy and so honored to have been invited in this church. Bishop Eddie, thank you so much. Amen. Um, As Bishop was saying about our, our country, Rwanda, Uh, Let me tell you, there's no difference. We are all people of God. We are all Africans. And when we are here, we feel at home. Amen. The people of Ghana, especially, um, the people we've been this, uh, I think, five days, have been a tremendous blessing to us. They received us. Hospitality was heavenly. Amen. The Bible talks about that which the the eyes have not seen, the ears have not heard. It has not been conceived in the hearts. We shall see it in heaven. Let me tell you the things we've seen here. Amen. Amen. The way they treated us, sometimes I would ask myself, is it me? You know. But thank you so much. We were able to really experience the love of God in a greater mat- in a greater way because of what the Lord has been able to use you, has been able to use um, a bishop and prophet, Doug Heward Mills. Yeah. 
And those sometimes change cannot be seen outwardly when you turn from dark to white. But I'm telling you, we are going back changed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And to top it all, we are here now. Amen. The blessing we have been receiving now, the Lord has said it's not enough. So in the, in the house of God, in the kingdom of God, it, there's more. There's more. So we are here now and we are so blessed, blessed to be part of this gathering. And uh, by the spirit of the Lord, I was able to also mingle and be part of you with this dress. <laughs> Amen. No one told me, no one told me. No one told me for sure. There's no one who told me to wear yellow. It was the spirit and divinely. Amen. Um, I'm called Pastor Rebecca Uimana Kuranga. By the grace of God, I've been called under the anointing of uh, my apostle and my husband to Ronan Huranga. Yes. Um, let me tell you, sometimes God sends angels and sends great men in your life, not just to be ordinary like husband, but to be a divinely appointment of God in your life, your purpose. I thank him so much together with him. Amen. 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 Together with him, we have three, three kids, um, a 10-year-old boy who just turned 10 years yesterday on the 6th. Uh, and a six-year-old uh, boy also. And uh, lastly, we were also blessed with a girl who is three years. <laughs> My bishop. <laughs> He's saying there's others on the way. By the grace of God, we shall receive them. <laughs> but we are so, so blessed with uh, many children, uh, spiritual children. Uh, back in Lightgate Church and uh, they're very faithful serving God uh, and uh, we're so happy Amen without taking much of the time of Apostle, I think the Lord has put a lot in his heart in regard to the people and the assembly of God that he sent him to preach let me give him back the microphone, thank you so much I'm so glad to be here wow Thank you, thank you, Pastor Rebecca. Please, hey, appreciate her if you don't mind. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. We've been married for uh, close to 12 years by the grace of God. <laughs> and um, we met way, way before that. So uh, I used to encourage her in the Lord in one of the churches where we belonged. And so I always tell her to never tell people that I chased her, but rather tell the people that I was counseling her in the Lord. And then she eventually 
um, accepted. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She's a spiritual woman. Uh, <laughs> and when, when, you know, before we, I became a pastor, like I said, I was, we were part of a youth group somewhere. And uh, because of my position as a leader there, I would have her preach and lead. And so some of my associates were not happy because I was always giving her more time to speak. But I used to use my authority and my power because I was, I was having an idea of see, to see whether she would be a good Christian. So thank God she's a good Christian. And uh, God is good. Amen. <laughs> Blessed be God. Amen. Hmm. Thank you. This is a very happy church, and I feel comfortable. I feel at home. I feel, I feel anointed. I feel confident. I feel prophetic. I feel apostolic. Hallelujah! Hey! Praise the Lord. It's such an honor and uh, a rare blessing to be uh, here in Ghana this morning, particularly with Bishop Eddie in the Macarios church with all the wonderful works that we are seeing that the Lord has done through you man of God and through our prophet Apost- uh, uh, Bishop Doug and also the entire leadership of the family. Amen. By the grace of God, I was introduced to... Um, this family, when I say family, I mean the UD, the prophet, and also um, uh, our fathers, like Bishop Eddie. I stand here, honestly, as a son. I feel I'm a son in the house. And um, what an honor to be standing before God's general, like Bishop Eddie, men who have run the course for years, for decades. And... Um, being given such an opportunity, a, a privilege to really minister when he's seated, it's such uh, an awesome, fantastic, uh, beautiful, whatever it is. But God is good. Please, let's appreciate the bishop for the opportunity in Jesus' mighty and holy name. What about you are sitting? Are you witches or what are you? Stand up and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please, you may take your seats. God bless you. Yeah, I had to say that because um, if, I, if, if I was not part of any church, if let's say I was an ordinary person, I'm, I'm ordinary, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying if I wasn't pastoring a church and I was in, in Ghana, in Accra, uh, in Rwanda, and probably God had not given me the, the responsibility for pastoring. This would be my church. This family would be my house that I call home. So um, it's such it's such an honor and, and a blessing. So Bishop Eddie, please, uh, I stand here uh, in honor of you, and uh, I feel so um, privileged. Sometimes I tune in to watch you speak because I love you. I I, I enjoy your messages. I. Uh, I um I see I think prophetically I saw in the realm of the spirit sometime years ago that one day I'll be standing here. So the prophecy, the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that works. 
We salute all of you men of God and women of God and the children of the house. You are wonderful people. You know, I've come to love Ghana with all my heart. Ghanaians, uh, I see them as brothers and sisters because we are all connected because of the grace and the mandate God has placed upon our prophet. Amen. And um, I got to know him back in the years, uh, that was 2011. I was a student abroad. You know, I was there working. I had my younger family. We had just had our first child. And uh, through a tape, through a video uh, that someone invited me to watch with him, this brother was from, from, from Ghana, I believe, but he lived uh, in, in the U.S. And so uh, while we were having our meal, he said, my brother, I have a CD that I want you to uh, uh, follow while I'm, 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 I'm preparing something for you. So from that time, when I began to watch uh, uh, Bishop Dove, who was preaching, I believe, in one of the nations, whether it's England or one of the camps in another country. Um, through his preaching, I got many, many answers of the questions and the challenges of ministry and the calling I was battling with in my heart. And I had to make a decision two years after, by the grace of God, to pack my bags and my family and go to the country of Rwanda and start the work of the Lord. So you can see the, the awesome power and the anointing that takes uh, a, 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 a pastor who, who, who was, I wasn't even a pastor at the time I was preaching here and there as an evangelist and so on and so forth. And so uh, you can see the power the unique power that makes uh, a young family like my family live, you know, uh, 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 far away in, in the States where we were. And we had to pack our bags, come back to Rwanda, and start a work. If that is not God, then I don't know what it is. Then I don't know what it is. So we salute the bishop, our father, the prophet, uh, for the tremendous uh, work that God has done through him. To help us, some of us, to find meaning in this life by obeying God and following the call of God upon our lives. Amen. Please, for the sake of time, allow me to straight go uh, to the message that the Lord has put on my heart. Um, I want to talk to you about gratitude. Somebody say gratitude. As I sought, uh, as I was praying and waiting on the Lord, uh, you know, asking God about what I should share, uh, you know, this morning, this message came so strong in my heart. I may, I may because I'm not a pastor here, so uh, I don't want to talk about things that, you know, um, you always hear about, which is also very important. But, 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 but again, as a visitor and as a son uh, in the family, I also, um, you know, felt strongly convicted my spirit that God wanted us to be reminded of this powerful um, weapon, attitude, heart of being grateful to the Lord. Turn with me, if you don't mind, in the book of First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verses number 18. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, in the Passion Translation, if you have it, it says, 
and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. Yeah. For this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Now, we are a little over halfway through the year, 2022. And oftentimes, as God's children, we find ourselves, naturally find ourselves easily, I should say, to come before the Lord with a long list of needs, prayer requests, and so on and so forth. But it is rare. It is not so much as you might think of it to see a people of God coming to the house of God, not only with a list of the requests we have in prayer meetings and conferences, you know, we don't see people coming with thanksgiving, with attitude of saying, God, we are thankful, we are grateful because of who you are and because of what you have done. So the Bible is saying, everybody who is in Christ giving thanks to possess a grateful heart, it is God's perfect plan for each one of us who is in Jesus Christ. So gratitude, we shouldn't look at it as an option or something that we have to do it because we feel there are reasons to give thanks. Rather, the Bible teaches that we are commanded, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's plan for every one of us that is in Christ Jesus. So if you are a sincere Christian, if you're a child of God, born of the Spirit, if you are here, you are in Christ. Be reminded by the Word of God through the Spirit of the Lord that this particular understanding, God is calling us back to be established, to be built, to be grounded in gratitude. Because it is God's will for us. It is God's perfect plan for everybody in our lives, in Christ Jesus. Now when it says in all circumstances, it doesn't mean in good times. It also talks about the bad times. Amen. Gratitude is an attitude of thanks. We must learn how to look to behold the wonders of God in our lives. Let not the devil be given a chance to confuse our minds and to paralyze us with fear just because we are going through difficult times. In all circumstances, whether you have a job or you don't have a job, whether you lost a loved one, whether something terrible happened to you, we don't give thanks because of that particular thing, but simply because we are in Christ, we must take on an attitude that in all these circumstances, God is worthy of my praise. Hallelujah. So, it is 
a command. It is not an option. You are expected. You are expected by God to be built, to be established in gratitude. You see, any door, any door that you once walked through, any door that once opened before you, and now you are struggling to access that door again, can be traced to the ingratitude, perhaps, that was in your life. So we must look at life from that perspective. How, how, how can you struggle to enter into a door that was once opened for you? So you must check the level, the degree of your gratitude. If you are struggling, then you can trace your life. Trace your life to the life of ingratitude. Because gratitude will always keep the doors open for you. As soon as you enter, recognize that it is the grace of God, it's the doing of the Lord. There's nothing I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, there is nothing in this life that distinguishes a person from others like gratitude. Yes. If you want to be distinguished in this life, there's nothing that will do that for you except you walk in gratitude. Yeah. Because gratitude always will keep you at the top, but ingratitude will keep you lower. So gratitude is a spiritual weapon. I'm telling you, scripture talks about we don't, we don't wage war against flesh and blood, but through our spirit, the spiritual weapons we are given by the Lord. The scripture says that they are mighty in God. So I believe that gratitude is one of those weapons. Gratitude is a spiritual weapon against all forms of poverty and a life that is characterized by frustration. If you'd want your life to get away from frustrations and poverty of all sorts, whether spiritual, whether relationships, whether financial, from today, I pray that God will give you a grateful heart. Because, because it is a powerful weapon that most Christians do not understand. We don't know how to employ it, but I'm telling you, the moment you step into gratitude, thanksgiving, the heavens begin to open up above you. The moment you take that as a weapon, utilize it as a believer, deploy it in difficult times, I'm telling you, you will always overcome any sort of attack, any form of attack that the enemy may be deploying in your life. I believe in that. Because the level of God's favor and blessing that operate in our lives is proportional to the degree of our gratitude. What you need in this life is not the money that you are thinking about. What you need, it is the gratitude. It is the gratitude that brings you favor. And the favor of God will usher you into the blessings. There is nothing in this life that cheapens, that lowers a man's life like ingratitude. Many years ago, I 
was starting out to be a pastor and so um, I look at the people who came for the service and the collections, the offerings and sometimes I feel like hey, this is very small but one day the Holy Spirit rebuked me sharply and said don't you dare did you, did you, did, did, don't, don't you even have sanity to even appreciate that these, these 30 people these 20 people that came to you this morning you had no stake in the game you, you called nobody I the Holy Ghost brought them the offerings you see that came in the basket it's not your doing it's the doing so it created fear in me to learn how to be grateful and from that time our lives and our ministry has never remained the same so gratitude is powerful Gratitude is powerful. There is no gratitude. Where there is no gratitude, I'm telling you, there is no future. The only way to secure your tomorrow, your future, is to be established in gratitude. Bitterness and ingratitude will always produce fear and frustration. But the joy of the Lord... Gratitude towards the Lord will build faith and obedience, which ultimately will cause you to walk a life of victory. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Now, there are many reasons as to why we find ourselves lacking the attitude of gratitude. Two reasons which I believe are very important. Number one, one of the causes of, 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 of ingratitude, it is the spirit of pride. It is also the spirit of forgetting. Those, those who forget, eh? those who forget, they can't be grateful. James chapter number 4, verses number 6. James chapter 4, verse number 6. Scripture says, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Proverbs 16, verses number 18. Proverbs 16. Verses 18. Pride goes before what? Destruction. And all haughty spirit before a fall. So, when you look at different characters in the Bible, when you look at our lives today, within just a short period of time, we have been able to live. When you, lose, when you study even lives of people that have been in this, your life span that God has blessed you with, you will realize that the only thing that has brought people down was the, their failure to exercise gratitude out of uh, humility, out of recognizing the hand of God at work in their lives. 
So pride is, 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 is a complete strength thing that once it gets hold of you, then it totally ruins greatness, future, and whatever destiny that God has for us. Now, when you look at the life of David, for example, King David, we learn from his heart. We learn from uh, 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 the victories that he he always got he attributed those victories and those triumphs i mean those good stories we read of about you know to god uh, for example in the book of second samuel chapter 6 we are not going to read there because of time first uh, second samuel chapter 6 verses 1 to 15 you you look at david rejoicing rejoicing because of what because god's ark of the covenant you know, was now brought from the house. You can read, you know, from verses 1 to uh, 15 if you get a chance. Because now this ark had been kept for a long time, for three months, I believe. Before it came to Obededom, it, was, it was, was kept somewhere. And so David longed to see the ark of God brought back. And so, you know, and then, long story short, he, he takes the ark to the city, to Jerusalem. And so there was rejoicing, there was dancing, celebrations, and David was dancing. And then he gave sacrifices of oxen and animals before the Lord. You know, so David was excited. And then there was a woman whom he was married to, you know, Michal, his wife. And the Bible says that he, she despised this servant of God because she could behold that his her husband was losing it, getting crazy, celebrating and dancing and giving thanks. And so she felt like this man was uh, behaving in a funny way. And then she accused him that how dare you despise me, despise yourself before your servants. And so David begins to uh, 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 you know, tell us his story. He talks about, you know, where God had picked him out of. He talks about the wonders of God. Then he tells the woman, he says, Madam, listen to me. I'm not dancing before you. I'm dancing before my father because I have a story with this God who removed your father and he took a shepherd boy from my little father's sheep. And today, I'm dancing before the Lord. Now the Bible says that because of this woman's accusation, God Almighty touched her womb and she never was able to have a son, a daughter, no child. Why? Because there is nothing that survives. There is nothing that has life in the presence of an ungrateful heart. Nothing has life. Everything dies. Everything vanishes. Everything is poor in the presence of an ungrateful heart. My brother and my sisters, the church of today, I hear the Holy Ghost saying, I'm calling my people, when you come to church, wherever you are, have an attitude of gratitude. Celebrate the wonders of God. Sing to the Lord a new song. Clap, clap your hands, all you people. Everything that has breath, praise the name of the Lord. There's got to be something in your heart. In your heart. Somebody say hallelujah. Ingratitude will make you unfruitful. 
Then in 2 Samuel chapter 7 verses 1 going forward, the Bible talks about how God made a covenant with David that God would make him a great name on the earth and that God would also appoint a place for his people, the Israelites, and plant them in their inheritance and that land would become their portion and that there would never be any person who will make them leave their, 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 their territory. Why? Because the offspring, through the offspring, these are the covenant that God is giving, is making with this man, uh, the King David. His offspring, your offspring, he talks about this, that God will raise an offspring for David to build him a house for his name and that David's house and his kingdom shall forever be established. Why? Because he chose to give thanks to God. To celebrate. Somebody say amen. amen. Then you see on verses 18. The Bible says. David began. To now. Uh, pray. A prayer of gratitude. He says words like. Who am I Lord? What is my house? That you have brought us this far. And then chapter number 8, you see him in the book of 2 Samuel. Chapter number 8, you see victories upon victories. Why? Because victory comes only to those who choose to give thanks to God. Victory. He slew giants in his times. Philistines, Moabites, Edomites in the valley. I mean, he, he, he literally slaughtered this man. Why? Because the hand of the Lord was with this man. Praise the Lord. He subdued. Chased them away. Thousands of these guys. Because, you know, look, every failed battle, every battle that you fail can be traced to ungratefulness. So be careful. We are not promised a a, a life that is free of trouble. In this world, we are going to have trouble. Temptations and trials. But I thank God. In gratitude, we can overcome. It is a weapon. One of the things we must learn is that when you are going through difficulty, it's a good time to transcend your emotions and begin to create an atmosphere of praise unto God. Because when you do that, you now begin to confuse the kingdom of darkness. Praise, worship, thanksgiving, gratitude. These are powerful weapons. No wonder Paul says, rejoice. And I say it again, rejoice. He was writing these letters to the Philippians when he was chained in the prison. But there was something about this man joy joy gratitude in our hearts you know you should be able to notice changes little changes that God is bringing your way I'm sure we are not where we used to be it's because God has been part of our story so you must notice the doing of the Lord like David and learn how to praise the Lord 
There is no victory. There's no life of victory. I'm telling you, there's no life of victory outside gratitude. So stop to make God, stop to make God to feel like he, he owes you something. No, you owe God praise. You owe God thanksgiving. You owe God gratitude. Don't, don't come with your face. Don't come with your, with your prayers as though you are accusing the Lord. Stop it. Because God Almighty, He's watching you. The little changes you see. He's testing your heart. He's trust. Can I trust this person? Can I give you? Listen, there are some of you seated here. It is only you in your household, in your entire clan, that has been able even to have a diploma, a degree. It is only in your family that has been able to drive a car. But listen to this. When you come before God with more complaints and troubles and accusations and groanings and what do you call it? Uh, complaining and murmurings. You are putting a standstill to the greater things that God was about to bring your way. Somebody say hallelujah. Notice the little changes, the little changes, the things that have happened. Some of you, you are the only person in your family that has been able to have an officiated wedding. All the other people were cutting corners. I don't know in Ghana, but I've seen families where from the grandfather, the grandmother, all these other people following them, none of them has ever had a wedding in the church. But now because of Jesus, because of the gift of salvation, now you are in the church. You have a home you call your house, your, your church. I mean, it, it is fantastic. So, don't make God feel like he owes you. You owe him praise. Don't make him feel like he owes you a lot of explanation. Why this is not done. Why this promise has delayed. Why this and this. No way. Make a decision. Rise up and give thanks to the Lord. That's the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Every blessing and every victory that you will ever attain can only be preserved in gratitude, not in complaining. Gratitude has a way of preserving the blessings of God. The victories we've attained. It's only gratitude that will preserve them. You refuse the enemy. Don't give him a chance to show you the other way, the other side. No way. Hallelujah. People forget. It says in the Bible, Hebrews 6. Chapter number 10. Verse number 10 brother. Sorry. What does it say? Hebrews 6.10. For God is not unrighteous. So I told you that one of the reasons why we are ungrateful is because we forget. God is not unrighteous to do what? Your work and labor of love which ye have showed toward his name. In that have ministered to the saints and do minister. So, forgetting will make us live a life of ingratitude. Jeremiah chapter 22. Jeremiah chapter 22 and verses number 21. Listen to what the Bible teaches. It says, I spoke unto thee in thy prosperity 
But thou saidst, I will not hear. This has been thy manner from thy youth that thou obeyest not my voice. Please, can you give me a, a knife if you don't mind, please? Yeah. This, this, this version is like the King James there for older people like Bishop, Bishop uh, Eddie. But for, for the younger ones, we, <laughs> we like these ones better. <laughs> I warned you when you felt secure. Hmm. But you said, I will not listen. God is like saying that I spoke to you in prosperity when things were okay. When success was all around, I spoke to you. But you said, I will not listen. Then God says, this has been your way from your youth and you've not obeyed my voice. So God is observing us. So nowadays you can't pick the calls. Nowadays you can't attend services so much. Again, I'm not saying this congregation. I'm talking about the people who didn't come to church today, but not you, not you. So you can't attend services anymore. You can't attend the meetings. Why? Because you are now somehow busy. So God is saying that I warned you. I spoke to you in in prosperity. But but you said, "I, I won't listen. Yes. Did you know that God will never test you when you are hungry? Because he knows that in hunger... In problems, in crisis, that condition will drag you to the house of God. So God is not going to test a, a hungry person, a hungry man. No. Yeah. It is during those times when people are going through problems, they book appointments with men of God. They are so serious in the house of God. Because their condition, really. So, don't you be ever impressed by somebody who pretends like they love Jesus. They are... (laughs) But some of those, they are actually not sincere about their love. All they want is a miracle, is a breakthrough. The moment a breakthrough comes, then they forget. Then they cause trouble. And so God is saying that I spoke to them when everything was okay. And they chose not to listen. Yes. Again, it's not this church. It is some other church somewhere else. <laughs> yes. But you see, when you are full, you have money, houses, then God will always come to remind you because you have forgotten now. Eh. So instead of complaining, in your situation, please remain grateful because in your prosperity, you may never be able to listen to God. Listen. Did you know that your current, your current, I don't know, your current situation, I believe, whatever it is, could be someone's prayer request. I'm talking, the things you are complaining about, I don't have this, I don't have this. If God would open your eyes, your current situation could perhaps be someone's prayer request. Oh God, remember me. So instead of complaining that you have no fuel, give thanks because at least you have the car. 
give thanks because at least you have transportation to come to praise God to come to Sunday service somebody say hallelujah instead of complaining about your smaller house listen to me there are people who have no money to pay them for their rentals today as I speak so give thanks you owe God gratitude There are people today who are praying daily. They are standing in the hospitals, sleeping, gasping for oxygen. But God has given you free oxygen. You are moving around, breathing, no sickness, no disease. But then you begin to make God look like he owes you explanation. Oh God, you've forgotten me. You've not done this and this. No, 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 no. That's wickedness of the highest order. Somebody say hallelujah. Some of you, by the grace of God, including myself, I was the only person, if not the second, in my entire family, who God put on the plane. I had no person to take me to, uh, to, to, on a plane. But one day, after serving God, being faithful in the house of God, for many, many decades, by the masses of God, I find this small boy, one day, seated in Brussels, standing on the airplane, getting a visa, going to school. Somebody paid for my tuition. For the, for the period of my duration. Why? Because God. God. So how can I wake up in the morning and say, Oh God, you've not done this. I would be a wicked man. I would be a wicked man. Somebody say hallelujah. Even if God has not answered prayers today, He has already done enough so he deserves gratitude I'm telling you don't you ever forget that marriages are not kept because we are wise every marriage that lives longer is preserved by the grace of God by the grace not finances not education not whatever it is it is by the grace of God so, as you get established in gratitude, you begin to see that your life now is on another level. Look at things from a different whole perspective. Somebody, you may take your seats, please. God bless you. So you should never always say, it is my diligence, it is my hard work, it is my ingenuity that has brought prosperity and success to me. No way. A humble person who remembers will always say gratitude. I mean, gratitude to God. I mean, the, the, the attitude of gratitude will always remind you that I have come thus far because of God's... Listen, behind your hard-working hands, there was an invisible hand of God that pushed you farther and farther. Every success, everything that you have acquired... There was a hand of God. That's how humble people, that's how people who remember things, that's how they behave. Yes. There was a hand fighting. Every one of you, including us, we can trace that there has been a hand of God fighting for us. Can I have a witness? If God was to open your eyes and show you the battles that you even don't know about, you just see the little ones here, but there are some mega ones. 
that God has had to deploy angelic assistance to bring you to a place where you are. The Bible talks about how the children of Israel they behaved in a funny way. In the wilderness, they forgot that it was Jehovah through his servant Moses. It was the mighty hand of God that delivered these people from the hands of Pharaoh. Then they arrive in the wilderness. Then they began to attack Moses, the servant of God. But they forgot that there was a time when they arrived at the Red Sea, I believe it is Exodus chapter 14. The Bible says that when they arrived at the Red Sea, they began to accuse Moses. So you brought us to, to, to die here. So, so this is what you are, this, is what, this was your intention. So this and this and this. And Moses told them, be still, you will see the salvation of the Lord. And so the Lord commanded Moses, as you have read the Bible, stretch forth your hand, part the Red Sea, and waters went to the left and to the right. And the Bible says they walked as, as on dry ground. So the enemies came behind them, and they were all swallowed by the waters. But listen, as they moved on, these people, these forgetting characters, these people, they, they, they literally forgot. They began to accuse Moses of this and this. Moses is in the mountain praying. Then one day he finds them literally giving their money, their resources to brother Aaron, pastor Aaron, to make them another God. They've, I have never read in the Bible where it talks about that the children of Israel gave Moses even an offering. Then they, you, maybe I've not read that before, but I've, you don't see where these people at least remember that it was by the hand of Jehovah through the servant of God, Moise, Moses, that they were able to cross the Red Sea. Because all of them at one point, we come in the house of God, we are stuck. Marriages are not moving. We are confused people. Then God raises a man. God raises a prophet to find solutions for us. And then we choose to forget after some time. These people, no wonder God decided deliberately to kill them all in the wilderness. Why? Because it is deliverance that you require to take you out of Egypt. But it is gratitude that will take you and secure you in your promised land. You can't go to the promised land except you have gratitude in your heart. So don't stop at the deliverance level. No. Let gratitude secure your position in the promised land. There is a land. There is a future that God has for us. Amen. So don't forget. You see, there are people who risk. There are people. That's why. That's why I love pastors. Even way before I was a, a minister of the gospel, I loved pastors because I believe pastors are God's gift to humanity. 
pastors are wonderful people. These are men and women who risk their reputation. They go out of the way. I mean, just to secure somebody's deliverance and blessing. So we begin to open up to ingratitude. Huh? You don't have time for this. You don't have time. Because you've already now crossed the Red Sea. You are okay. You've crossed the Red Sea. Now you are, you are giving your money to other people making strange gods. When it is time to give offerings, it's like somebody is robbing you. There's no, there's no understanding. There is no revelation. There's no, there's no an understanding that, oh my goodness, this is the only opportunity I have. It's a privilege to be able to be a partaker in those who are giving in the house of God. So you end up thinking that people are robbing you. Why? Because of your ungrateful heart. There is a man, a pastor told me a story. He's one of our uh, fathers in the land over there in Rwanda. He said there was a rich man in his church. Every time the pastor rose up to speak about the project, this project, this project. Of course the church was full of young people, college students, widows. After the genocide, there was no much. So he was the only rich man. Very rich. I'm saying very rich. He had a... He had, a, a, what do you call it, like helicopters that were taking people from Rwanda to Congo and so forth. So one day, so each time there was a fundraising of some project for some project, then he misses the service. He doesn't show up. Then one day, he tried to prove a point that without him, the church will never go forward. So the Lord revealed to his servant that this actually was his mind so there came a time by God's grace people began to give God blessed them God blessed them the church was built and so after three years he came back to see the man of God this time he booked an appointment just for prayers because all the all the all the all the uh, helicopters he had all the businesses they had caught fire something happened i don't know where the a complicated curse came from so things vanished and so this time he came on his knees asking the pastor to again pray you see that's why you should appreciate pastors again to pray after you have left us you have gone uh, you will come no problem we shall receive you <laughs> we, we not every pastor likes people around so um he prayed cried he said he confessed that ask your God to forgive my pride because you never perhaps knew that I gave you days I was always giving you days without this without me they can't make it without me they will never make it but thank God you've made it but unfortunately now that I've come in your office everything is gone I do not have any cent in my pocket Grateful people always remember that they can be easily replaceable. Any department you are in, any opportunity you have been given to serve, if you lose gratitude, then you, you may be, it may not be nice. Yeah. 
Because forgetting breeds ingratitude always. Yeah, every breakthrough you once had, you know, and you chose to be ungrateful, check the last one. Yes. Check. Check the last, the last time. Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you have come out of terrible accidents. Huh? But as soon as you came out of the car, the first thing that you said, oh, thank God for this belt, the seat belt. Ah. That's the first thing that came. God has preserved you from terrible accidents, but you only gave thanks to your seat belt. You stand on, you ride your car, you are on an airplane, you land somewhere. You know, I heard of a story that touched my heart. There was this guy, two brothers, they were on the particular airlines. And so this guy, brother A and brother B. So brother A was well cultured into the attitude of gratitude. So this is what he said. As soon as they landed, they were seated in either first class or business class. I don't know what it was, but anyway, they flew from their country to this other city where they were headed to. And so as soon as they landed, brother A, when everybody was disembarking the plane, coming off the, the aircraft, this brother stayed and brother B also disembarked the plane. So he went off down. And so this brother stayed. He stayed and he stayed for almost 20 minutes, more than that. And so his brother, brother B, was waiting down. And so he saw him coming down. He said, my brother, why has it taken you long to come off the plane? Then he said, brother A said, my brother, I was waiting to shake the hands of the pilot and tell him, thank you for a safe landing. God bless you. Then he was shocked. How, how can somebody, how can in a busy world, how can, how can we run quickly, you know, and, and tell people, hey, thank you for, uh, for, 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 for safe landing. Someone, someone who might say, didn't I pay my ticket? Do I owe any person gratitude? But you see, this guy he understood that saying thank you to the pilot was a wonderful thing but some of us like our, our Rwandan men I don't know the men here but our Rwandan men after eating they kick their plates go out no saying thank you. Even when we cry, we don't show it. Our tears go deeper inside. Yes. Pride has actually deprived us of many blessings. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Now, I'm coming to the end very shortly. Let's read the scripture here quickly, please. I want to show you something. Luke chapter number 17. Verses, um, which verse should we begin with? Let's see verses number 1. Luke chapter number 17, verses number 
Let's go to verses 11, perhaps, for sake of time. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Go ahead. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he, was, uh, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, where not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? He know, has no one returned to give praise to God except... So in other words, Jesus is astonished. He's surprised. Has no one returned to give praise to God except this strange foreigner? Uh-huh. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you whole. You see, you look at the story of these guys sick leprosy had striked their bodies everywhere it was in their society where they were marginalized castigated in other words nobody wanted to associate with such they were rejected by everybody but mercy favor his name is jesus walked to them they had a problem there were 10 of them Leprosy is a very terrible disease. Terrible disease. Limbs, some parts of the body coming off. Every part of whatever you, 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 leprosy was, there's numbness. You, you can't even feel anything. In other words, your toes, your fingers, whatever was falling off. And there is this stinking odor. And so people could not associate. You are far from society. And then one day Jesus decides to walk towards these men they were both physical and emotionally rejected they were isolated they were suffering from rejection not only physical but also rejection was eating them up there were nobodies in other words but Jesus had to pass through Samaria and Galilee to show favor to these guys in the place of rejection which they continually were facing yeah it was the favor it was the masses of god it was jesus's grace that produced a miracle for each one of them not in two days not in one week in one day their condition was drastically altered. A miracle happened. But it is amazing that they could not return. They could not come back to say thank you to God. Did you know that Jesus actually had to risk his life to go find them? Because nobody was allowed to go meet these guys. But Jesus met these lepers. 
He had to go because of his compassion. He was moved. So that's why I was saying, don't be, don't be confused or impressed by people who seek God when they are under pressure. They will appear like, oh God, without you, you are wonderful. Jesus, our Lord, you are my everything. You are the beginning. But you see, over time, you realize that when things change, few people will come actually. They will be, they will, few people get, find themselves gra- gra- grounded, established. Yes. They, were, they just needed a miracle, a breakthrough of some sort. So as you read the Bible, you, 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 you wonder. Yes. May that never become your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. May that never become your portion. Always. Always. Learn how to say thanks. Learn how to talk about the wonders of God. Because by doing so, all heavens are looking at you. Breakthroughs are coming to you. Why? Because now you are deliberately choosing to practically stay, abide, establish yourself in gratitude. And you'll be amazed by the wonders of God that will follow you. Women should not forget. Women should not forget. Even men. But let me say, women should never forget that they were chosen by some young guy somewhere. I am a pastor. I say these things because I understand what I'm talking about. Women should never forget that somebody identified you from among the masses. He chose you. He selected you. Now you bear his name. Now you have forgotten. Now you don't wake up in the morning doing the very things you have to do. What has come upon us? Some women are lucky that at least their husbands will show them even their, what do you call it, pest slips. But there is no day you have ever thanked your husband who is trying to be transparent to show you what he's doing, where the money has gone. There are some women who are not having that blessing, that, that opportunity. Their husbands are always hiding, rebuking them, shying them away. You should learn how to be grateful. Somebody say, I am a grateful person. I choose to be grateful. Do you know? Brothers and sisters, as I come to the conclusion, do you know? How many women whose womb has been unfruitful for 5, 10, 15, 20 years without a baby. But your own little children have now turned out to become a burden for you. You don't have time to do this and this. Do you know what it means to be barren? Do you know what it means to have the money and the car? And the good house and everything you talk about. But you don't have a son or a daughter to talk to. Do you know what it means? Some of you are here. You are not deaf in your ears. 
you have a sight. Do you know what it means to wake up in the morning and somebody has to help you with a stick to cross the street? Do you know what it means to be blind? You cannot see. Do you know what, what it means? Do you know what it means to be, to be, to be deaf? Somebody tells you, I love you, but you can't hear. People have to use sign language to help you. Lord, I pray, deliver us, help us, and establish us again as a church into gratitude. God does not owe me and you an explanation. Rather, you and I, we owe him some praise. Wake up in the morning, in the afternoon, before you go to sleep. Lift up your voice and your hands and tell God, Lord, because of you, thus far I have come. It is your mercy, it is your grace, it is your love, it is your compassion. Thank you for the church, thank you for the husband, thank you for the children, thank you for the pastors you've given us. For the security. Anybody who does not remember what God has done, it is a matter of time, you will be forgotten as well. Choose not to be forgotten by wisely, deliberately making a decision to be established in gratitude. Yeah. Humility will make you grateful but pride will deprive you of that awesome wisdom and principle of the kingdom you see gratitude is more than saying words no it is a behavior you develop it's actions it's an attitude you must put on it's not just a thank you thank you no no, no. it's the behavior People look at you. God should look at you. Your pastor should look at you. Your parents at home should look at you. And you should, they should look at your behavior. And make a conclusion on you. My son, you are a grateful person. You know, I've instituted in my church where I come from. Every year. In the month of December. We have instituted. Something. Every Every, every church member, including myself, for those who are fortunate enough to still have our parents, we have put a Sunday exclusively for all the church members to bring their parents, whether their father is a witch, whether, I don't care. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother, it shall be well with you, it shall be well with you, and you shall, you shall live longer. So, but I've seen healings taking place. I've seen ladies who have never talked to their mothers for years and years because of ingratitude. Now you are grown up, you drive your own car, you live in the city, but you came somewhere, somewhere from the remotest villages. Some of the people, the first time you put on your shoes was the time when you were like 10 years old. But now you are in Accra, you are powerful. Now you don't even call your mama on the phone and tell him mama how are you i'm coming to you i got some gift for you rather you want your mother 
and your father to take a taxi, to take a bus and drive all the way from the remotest villages of Ghana and find you in, in, in Accra. What are you giving them? Just a little, little money. And you're telling them, come quickly. I don't have time for you. I'm running. I have an appointment. Wickedness of the highest order. But I see God setting free some of you here tonight. This morning, the Lord is helping us. He's helping you. Your life is going to another level. But the Lord is saying, establish yourself in gratitude. Somebody say, hallelujah. Gratitude will deliver you from being puffed up. Gratitude will deliver you from the spirit of pride and forgetting things. Ah. Anyway, the Lord is good. I want to stop from here by the grace of God. But I want us to pray that God will help us. Be thankful always in all circumstances. For it is God's will for you that are in Christ Jesus. Lift up your hands. Help us, Holy Spirit of the Living God. Mandelelebo Shakaba. Gezuga da Gazuga da Bahandele Gazona Laya. Bezola, Belenda, Semperenina, Bongolama, Shelelelebosha. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your power, your deliverances, your presence, oh God. For the realities of the kingdom of God that you are giving us, sharing with us, Holy Spirit of Almighty God. Make me a grateful person, make me a grateful woman, a grateful man, a grateful child, everywhere, in every circumstance. Oh God of glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. Lift up your hands before Jesus. The Lord is moving in this house. From the back to the front, you are catching the spirit of gratitude. God is helping you to behave in a way. God is making your heart change. Do things differently from today. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name. We receive your mercy. We receive your grace. We love you, Holy Ghost. We give you praise and glory. Thank you, Jesus. Have mercy on us. Keep praying, keep praying. Just take one second and call upon the Lord. Keep praying, keep praying. Lord, change my heart. Make me a grateful person. Make me a grateful person, Lord. I 
prophetic word this is the Holy Spirit speaking to the church please have you discussed with me what to preach are you sure are you sure you didn't watch me last Sunday last Sunday are you sure you didn't watch my YouTube last no, Sunday? No, Bishop. Not at all. Not at all. Are you sure? I'm very, very sure. Very, very sure. Are you sure I didn't text you? No. Maybe we should check your phone. Please. Please. That I didn't text you that I'm preaching on how can I say thanks? No. For eight weeks? No. No. Not at all. But how many, when you were sitting down, were thinking that, hey, Bishop has told him what to preach, and he's following my series. How many were thinking, it was in your mind that I have talked to him, and he's following my series? How many were thinking that he had watched me on YouTube, so he's preaching what I have been preaching on YouTube, and that he's quoting me from YouTube? Didn't it occur to you that he was quoting me? So it was like, oh, he has just watched my YouTube and he's just repeating my message so that I'll be happy. Uh So that must tell you that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. I've been preaching, I don't know for how long, about eight weeks or six to eight weeks on how, from a book, how can I say thanks? I've been preaching from that. What you have today is somebody's prayer. That's why I'm saying that maybe you are listening, you are watching my YouTube, so you were hearing the and you wrote all the things down. You 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 quoted all these things. You have eyes, you can see. You have ears, you can hear. You have oxygen that you can breathe. That some people are on ventilator. Machines are. Wives should say thank you. 
for being chosen. Are you sure? Honestly, I know that you are lying, but are you sure that you haven't watched the YouTube to hear all these things? Are you sure? Bishop, I am sure before God. Please, don't even bother. Don't even, I don't know why you have been taking a mark. Pastor, Lady Pastor Rebecca wants to speak. Let me confirm it, Bishop. We were in the hotel, you know, we were not, we don't have anywhere else to go. So I was with him. He didn't watch anything. And I remember you called him, you told him I, I was listening anyway. So sorry. Uh, no, you no, say, two are one, free. the two are one. So yes, you called him, you said, feel free to preach anything the spirit will put you in your heart. I was there. I, let, I heard that. This is how the Holy Spirit speaks. So if you don't know how God speaks and the Holy Spirit, He speaks to confirm what He has been saying all along. And it is your deliverance. It is your blessing. It is your mercy. Apostle, I don't know whether it's Bishop, Apostle or I mean Prophet or whatever. You are like a prophet just walking around and declaring the same things hey wives you know somebody's praying for what you have somebody's praying that what you are that you are you don't like and you are complaining about it's somebody's final prayer that if only i can be this you see that the, the holy spirit is speaking i just want to thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through you. What a blessing. And to deliver us, deliver us from, from this. And then you have that, they, they invite their parents to church so that you will do what? So that the children can thank the parents. And give them gifts. And give them gifts. On that Sunday, yes, and give speeches and give speeches about their parents in the service, in the service during the service, and then there's a message that comes in line. And and how would they say the thanks? People will say it in the service, they'll come and say, Our selected people, yes, yeah, selected ones will come and say thank you to their parents. I think it's a very good. He said, good, we are going to do it. We'll do it. How many will be happy for us to do something like that? The Sunday that... So how do you call it? Honor your parents' Sunday or what? We call it, uh, we call, we call it Parents' Day. Parents', parents Day. Yes. Even if your parent, your father is a, a, a witch, yes. if he's a wizard, he should come. He should come. If it's a fetish priest, yes. he should come. <laughs> wow. Even those who do not have parents, uh-huh. they, they, they have somebody, guardians, people guardians who adopted them. Who have adopted and who took care of them. Wow. Beautiful. Your parents are in the village. You feel shy. For your friends to see your father or your mother. Because they don't look nice. You may never know that 
is because of how they wanted you to become that they are the way they are. Because they sacrificed so much that they didn't have money to buy toothpaste, toothbrush, so they used tapia. Chewing stick. Chewing stick. Is that what they call it? Chewing stick. Yeah. Tapia. You are what you are. There must be a day you set aside to say we are honoring you. I think it's a very wonderful, a wonderful thing. Yeah. Some of you, you won't clap. You see, even clapping is a sign of gratitude. That I'm grateful for such a word. And I thank God for using such a man of God to speak to us. It's a blessing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Apostle Ronald. Kuranga. Kuranga what? Wimana. Wimana. Kuranga and Kuranga Mwiwana. Yes. Yes. In, in Rwanda, the wife keeps the, her name. So her name is, her ma- she has added the husband's name. It's like, it's just, her, she has her own name. You know, it takes a long time before you can ever change your name to be Mrs. You are in Ghana here. No, your this your old your long name that nobody can mention. You have married somebody whose name is very nice, and you are walking around parading yourself. When when he's trying to touch you, you say, "Hey, why are you touching?" Hmm? Listen to how Lady Pastor Rebecca was speaking about her husband. You see. That I've been called under his anointing. Some of you, you don't want to say you are under your husband. Just say his, his head will swell. You don't want your husband to feel good and feel great. Any praises that will be directed at your husband is it pains you. You want him to be low and stupid. You always want to complain and say only something negative or something bad. You never say praise is done. Pride has filled you and turned you into an ungrateful person. Talk to him by heart. And he said, I'm talking to the wives. I, I know about men, but only the, I'm talking to the wives. Then you'll be sitting down saying that, ah. Why is he only talking to the wife? What about the men? You see, your pride is still also in the church. You are, you are fighting the man of God who has come all the way from Rwanda. Doesn't know that they've been talking to you about gratitude for eight weeks. Has gone to just pray a simple prayer, Lord, teach me what to go and preach, and has prepared the message, has brought it up. You are fighting that message too. Why? Do you want to die before your time or what? You don't want to live on earth. You want to go to heaven quickly. Hey. Amen. That's why I was asking him all these questions. Because honestly, when I was sitting down, I, I was feeling bad in myself that, oh, the man, he has gone to hear my preaching, listen to the messages. He's written now all the quotations and then he's saying it. So the people who feel that I want to face them, perhaps, so I've gone to bring a man all the way from Rwanda to come and emphasize and enforce what I'm teaching. So I was feeling quite honestly, I was sitting, I was feeling quite bad. So I was always waiting to ask you the question. 
because it was like I was worried in my mind that ah, because the people are here, it's like they'll go and say that ah, but is that the only thing we can preach this whole year? The man has come from Rwanda to you want to force him to preach your message. What is this? Do you see? Yes, but I am telling you, I asked him so that you hear from his mouth that it's not an arranged something, that it is the Holy Spirit who wants to help you. That's why he has sent his servants, not from Ghana, from Rwanda, Kigali. Yes. Because he said he has listened to my message, now I was worried that he has come to hear this one too, and then he's also preaching the same thing, so that he will, it's like to make me happy. So if you are sitting down or you are standing here, know that God is helping you. God is trying to change you. Yes, that's right. So thank you so much for being sensitive to the spirit. Insensitive to the spirit. Let's bow our heads. Let's bow our heads. If you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your personal savior. Somebody invited you. Today you want to give your heart to God. You want to be born again. Please lift up your right hand so I can pray with you very quickly. Then we go home. Lift up your hand. Maybe somebody invited you, but you are not born again. Come to the front. Come. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front. Come running. Come running. Come running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your cover. His love so free. It will provide your Lift your hand if you are coming. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Two hands. And say this prayer after me. Lift up your two hands. Yes. Lift up your two hands. Lift up your two hands. Say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. I am a sinner. I have done many, many bad things. But I thank you for salvation. Today, my heart is yours. My life is yours. Everything within me belongs to you from now. Please take me and make me your servant. From today, I am born again. I'm a new man. All things are passed away. All things have become new. Please write my name. Please write my name. Mention your name. My name is and your house number or your PO box. My name is write this name in your book of life. In Jesus name. Amen. Lift your hand like this, one hand, only one hand, like this. And say after me, now Satan. Say it loudly, now Satan. From today, 
I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus for the rest of my days. Jesus is my Lord. Say it louder. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my master. And I am his forever. From today, Satan, from today, me and you is finished. I belong to Jesus. For the rest of my days, I will serve Jesus. I will no longer serve you. I will serve Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. God bless all of you. It's now time for communion. Yes, so take the communion elements that were given to you before you enter the service. And if you don't have, they are giving you one right now. It's time to partake of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Please stand to your feet if you've got your communion elements. Take it, this is my body. Which is broken for you. Drink Lift up the bread. This is my blood. Lift up the bread. <laughs> the bread which we break, the Bible says, is it not the communion? Communion is the word koinonia. Koinonia is the fellowship, the contribution, the participation. Do you understand? So what it is is that as we eat this bread, we are fellowshipping with the body. Now, if a man of God is even coming and you want him to lay hands on you, do you see a man of God, like a very anointed man of God, you like him to lay hands on you, isn't it? Eh? You want to fellowship with his anointing by the laying on of hands. This one, you are not just fellowshipping with his laying on of hands, but his body, his flesh. Yes, that flesh, that body of Jesus If his hand was here, it will touch you Yes, if he was walking here You touch his garment Something will happen to you Therefore, as you partake of this bread Something will happen to you Because of the communion Of the body of Christ Father, we thank you for the body That you have given to us As we partake of it We receive the power we receive the blessing. We receive the anointing that is in Christ. Into our bodies. Into our lives. Into our jobs. Into our businesses. Into our ministries. In the name of Jesus. Lift the body and declare the body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. communion the communion of the body experience the communion in the name of Jesus take the wine this is the blood of Jesus he said the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion the fellowship the contribution so fellowshipping with the blood yeah, yeah 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 yes the participation of the blood the fellowship contribution whatever even your blood contributes to your life can you imagine the blood of jesus making a contribution 
in your body <laughs> therefore any part of your body that this blood flows to life comes there every part of your being your ministry your life that this blood flows into life comes there father thanks a million for the blood of jesus which we are drinking today thank you thank you let us fellowship share participate as we drink it let us share in it participate let the blood participate in the things that are in our bodies and in our life let the blood participate let the blood contribute let the blood make an input the mighty name of jesus thank you for the blood for washing our sins cleansing our sins and giving us victory over every weakness and sin and trespasses and iniquities in the name of Jesus the blood of Jesus declare the blood of Jesus declare the blood of Jesus drink when I see the blood I will pass over you that means a judgment of evil will pass over you poverty will pass over you weaknesses will pass over you Satan's demonic attacks will pass over you victory is in the name of the Lord the Lord bless you the Lord help you and as you live a life of gratitude May you experience miracles, deliverances, advancement in your life, promotion in your life as you have never seen before to prove with your life of obedience that God's word is true. The Lord help you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I am listening. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Macarius Church headquarters, East Legon Hills, Accra. Stay blessed. I am waiting.